This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, business storytellers, how's it going? It's Christoph Trapp, your host of the Business Storytelling Podcast. And again, we're live streaming to a number of channels, Twitter, Periscope, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Who can keep track? I cannot. But today's episode, it's, I'm really excited to welcome on the show in a couple of um, seconds here. It's Bob Burke. And here is how I got the idea for today's show. Uh, Bob and I actually have been connected for a long time, probably years, on Twitter, especially LinkedIn. He's a Hall of Fame keynote speaker, uh, best-selling co-author of the Go-Giver uh, and Go-Giver book series. And he was on somebody else's show. And a former teammate of mine, you, you can see my jersey still back there. I'm not reliving the, the good old days or anything like that. But a former teammate of mine, Ryan Dorman, on LinkedIn, shared a podcast that Bob was on and said, look how awesome Bob is, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. He shared how Bob has influenced his uh, life and decision making. And I was like, you know, he really, I should really ask him to come on the show. And, and back when Go Giver came out, I didn't have a podcast. Podcasting wasn't a thing, I guess, or at least not for me. That's been about six years ago. Um, but I thought it would be nice to touch base with Bob on the topic of that book and in general how we can move forward. So let's get him on the show here. Bob, how's it going today? Great. Thank you for that kind introduction. Wow. And it, but isn't it amazing how we connect and reconnect? And I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it is, it's just very, very interesting. Um, so yeah, it's so awesome to have you on the show. Um, certainly you are a thought leader out there, um, sharing things to help people be more successful. Uh, tell us about, um, the, the, the concept of giving, um, why is that important? Why are people forgetting about it? Well, you know, when we talk about giving in the context of the go-giver books, uh, we're really, you know, we, we, we're defining this and, and we say, you know, it's shifting your focus from getting to giving. And so when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others. Understanding that doing businesses this way is not only um, uh, the most satisfying way emotionally, you know, the most pleasant way of conducting business, it's also the most financially profitable way as well. And not for some, you know, way out there, woo-woo type of reasons, not, you know, nothing magical or mystical about it. It really makes rational, logical sense. When you're that person who can, who can move your focus off of yourself and place it onto others, making their lives better, helping solve their challenges, helping bring value to them, helping them get closer to happiness, however that would, uh, that would be. When you do this, you know, people naturally feel good about you. Uh, people want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be in relationship with you. They want to buy from you. They want to refer you and talk about you to others. So 
you know, that's really what we're talking about. As far as, you know, your question, why do people not do so? Uh, well, there, I mean, there are various reasons, but you bring up a great point. And I think one reason is when people don't do this in business, it's because it just isn't what they're, they've been taught. And especially, you, you know, we, we grow up and we on TV and in the movies, you see the business person as that ruthless, horrible, you know, just take whatever I can get kind of person. And, uh, you know, and, and you think, well, that's that's the truth. It must be. That's what I see. That's what I read about in the paper or on the Internet and, and all these things. And so uh, I, I think what it comes down to is once we understand what really does work, what is the best way to, to do things, you know, now we're in a position to be able to, to pursue that. And I mean, it's not a, I, I'm, I can't disagree with you, of course, as a content marketer, you know, we're trying to do that all the time, share value. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. you're top, you're top of mind, right? In fact, I had, when we had Mayal Rod on the show, he said, you know, companies, when they share their stories and their solutions, they just need to go deeper. They can't just have the shallow content and say, uh, to get the rest, you have to uh, sign up, right? And talk to a salesperson right. for, for 12 hours. Um, so certainly, yeah. I, but, <laughs> right. But content marketing, I mean, it's a long game, right? I mean, like, think about our relationship. I mean, known each other for a long time. Uh, and it's like, it's ongoing, right? It's, it's, uh, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, is that part of the, the reason why people forget about it? Or um, it's a lot of work? Well, here's how I would look at this. And again, I think you bring up a very realistic point, especially with content marketing. By the very nature of, of the thing itself, you're, you're over time developing that no like, and trust from, from that person. If you're, if you're content marketing without any sort of outbound connection or contacting, uh, obviously it takes longer, right? It, 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 it uh, and that can to many people, you know, put them off, but what they've got to understand if, you know, if they don't have got to understand if they choose to, is that it's it doing it this way is, is certainly going to be a lot faster than just trying to come at people with my product's great. This is why you should buy. <laughs> right. You know, when mm -hmm. I, whenever I speak at um, conferences, sales conferences at, for sales teams in the bricks and mortar world, I often begin by saying, nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet, right? <laughs> they're not going to buy from you because you need the money and they're not even going to buy from you because you're a really nice human being. They're going to buy from you only because they believe they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. So the person who says, you know, uh, here's some content, very surface content, but if you really want to know how to do this, you've got to buy, right? Well, that person's most likely not going to buy. That person's most likely going to be turned off and probably not go further in the process with you. To the degree you find ways to really bring value to that person as they uh, relate to it as being of value, that's the degree they're going to take that next step in, in that relationship. So, you know, is it is it longer than... Um, you know, just an instantaneous thing. Sure. But to me, it's a lot, it's a lot quicker than, you know, not, not having the business at all because you turn someone off by the way you do it. You know, and, and on the other hand, my question is going to be how, um, how do we know people mean it, that they're really helpful, right? I mean, I just actually had this discussion 
the other day when uh, when we were walking home from school with other parents. And this other parent says, everybody is just in it for themselves today. Has it always been like that? And that discussion has happened a couple of times. How, first of all, is that just we're all kind of in a bad mood right now? 2020 just needs to be over with, um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but, you know, how, how do we know people are sincere? And, um, you know, and yeah, how do we go from there? Okay, well, first, when someone says everyone's just in it for themselves, you know, that's <laughs> just such a broad statement. Right, uh, it is. First, let's understand human nature. That, And one of my mentors, Harry Brown, used to say, you know, everyone seeks happiness. That's just human nature. That's what we are designed to do. We seek ha- happiness being defined on a very basic level as the mental feeling of well-being. That's what we seek. As Harry said, everything we do is based on whether we believe it will bring us closer to happiness. Now, not every action brings us happiness, right? People are individuals make bad decisions sometimes, and so no. But everyone seeks happiness. But then we also have to understand this. Point two of what he said is happiness is relative, right? We all understand happiness differently. So what brings happiness to one person might make someone else miserable or not have any effect at all. The third point is that choices or resources, as he said, are limited. Now, that's not to say we live in a, a um, um, trying to find, find the word, uh, I'm not trying to communicate a lack type of mentality. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. We live in a very abundant universe. Um, but as human beings, we also have uh, uh, a lack of certain things, right? We have a lack of of time. We have so many years in our life, hours in the day, minutes in an hour, seconds in a minute. Uh, We have a limited amount, no matter who we are, we have a limited amount of money, a limited amount of time, a limited amount of energy, a limited amount of knowledge, etc. Because of this, and I'll I'll circle back to that, everyone's in it for themselves thing in a moment. Because of this, um, we all have to make choices. We make choices every day. We make lots of choices every day, most of them unconscious, some of them conscious. And every one of those choices comes down to, is this more likely or less likely to bring us happiness based on how we understand happiness? Uh, And according to the limited amount of choices or resources, choices we have to make. So when we say that everyone's in it for themselves, well, everyone's in it to achieve happiness. The question is, how do we value happiness? Now, if if someone's just someone who, you know, is, is they seek their happiness at the expense of others or without caring about others, well, that's the type of person who's only in it for themselves. But most people are not like that, right? Everyone you were walking home from school with, all the parents, they probably care about making their spouse happy. They hold a high value in making their spouse happy. They have a high value in being good parents to their children. They probably hold high value to serving their customers and clients well. They probably hold high value to if they work for someone else to bringing that, you know, so the content marketers have a high value of actually providing really good content. Now, everybody? No, of course not. It's a big world, right? But I think there's a continuum, you know, in terms of of where people are on that, you know, thinking of others and, and so forth. Um, so, you know, I think when we say everyone's only in it for themselves, well, in a sense, in terms of everyone seeking happiness, sure. But, but at others expense, no, I don't think that's, that's true. So no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at it that way, but I, you know, but that's kind of how we, you know, you see, uh, on, on Twitter and on uh, the various social media and you, 
you know, mm-hmm. you see the political discourse, which can hardly be called discourse, you know, and, and so forth. It, well, it, it, you can kind of think. And, you know, it, it's interesting in his wonderful, wonderful book, um, Thinking Fast and Slow. Daniel Kahneman talked about a very uh, important aspect of, of human nature um, in which we tend to think that is that something is true <clears throat> based on how often we hear it and see it and how long ago we, you know, how recently we saw it, regardless of whether it's true. Now, when you read, I was going to say read the newspaper, I'm not sure who does that so much anymore, but when you read news wherever you happen to get it, or you watch it, or you listen to it, what's the news you usually hear? It's not, company CEO treats people great, right? <laughs> Customers happy with their salesperson. You know, some, no, uh, you, you hear about all the bad, yucky, horrible things that go on and how this and that. And it's it's very easy to think because that, but remember, that's what draws eyeballs to those various media. They don't get, they don't make money reporting on the good things people do, right? So we always have to take that into consideration. So yeah, you know, you watch the news, it seems like everyone's murdering, robbing, stealing, mm-hmm. but that's a very f- small percentage. So I, I think when we when we really kind of question the premises of what we're hearing, I think we're kind of much better off. Yeah, you know, what's interesting about that is it's very true. Um, we do need more positive news, quite frankly, out there. Um, but I remember when I went to Hong Kong last year and they were the riots or whatever, the protests, oh, and it was terrible, right? And I was on a plane, 16-hour flight, and they were currently storming the airport or whatever, right? Rioting at the airport, terrible videos on social. I actually messaged the hotel from the airplane and I said, can you send a car for safety reasons? And I'm a big guy, right? I mean, I can hold my own. I mean, not to be, you know, whatever here, but, but I, I can, right? And, but I get there, Bob, I got a call, car and guess what happened? Nothing. There was nobody there. It was a normal mm-hmm. airport, um, wow. you know? So it's like, Yes, that happened in that little bit of time, 16 hours ago. But when I got there, nothing to worry about. I would have even right. been safe with my family. Isn't that, um, that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that, yeah, I know, right? Uh, one thing that really struck me, we talked about that before, too, when J.J. Peterson was on the show with his book on how to tell better stories and how to get in front of people is you have to you know, bring value to the people you're talking to, right? So when you don't do that, when it's only my value, uh, that can be a problem. And the other thing that really struck me is you mentioned the quotas. And I evaluate software tools, other services all the time. And, and end of the month, don't do it at the end of the month because you know what they'll do? They will just keep calling you because they want to meet their quota. And I'm like, right. I'm not, do you know what I mean? I'm not ready to buy right now. I'm interested. But the more you call me, the less I can spend on thinking about it. So, um, so very, very true. Uh, where do you find, obviously, as a content marketer, I believe in what you're talking about. How do you find that balance, though? I mean, you kind of hinted at you only have so much time, right? So if I'm giving and giving and giving, and I, it's kind of my job, right, to get uh, to, to share value with people and, and get brands in front of people that way. But if I just give all day long, at some point, I don't have any time left. Yeah, well, in that in the go giver philosophy or or go giver way, what have you, isn't about um, you know isn't about just uh, ceaselessly, ceaselessly, uh, and martyrishly 
you know, giving, <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and so, uh, no, that's not something we, we have to utilize our time wisely. Uh, you know, it's like when people say, well, does go giver mean you can't say no, no, a go giver means you usually do have to say no, because as you get more and more successful, more and more people ask you to do things. And again, we, we only have a limited amount of, of time. And so if we were to say yes to everything, we would actually be doing a disservice to our marketplace because we would not have the time to be able to serve them and provide them with the utmost of value. The key is that when you say no, you say it in such a way that you honor that person, you show them respect, you do it tactfully and kindly and make sure that person understands that they are that they are valued and it's, it's not not personal it's just not something that you you choose to take on um so yeah you know i always say being a, a go-giver should never be should never be uh misconstrued as being a a doormat or a martyr or self-sacrificial in any way it's simply understanding that to the degree that you focus on bringing immense value to others that's the degree you kind of raise the tide for everyone. Got it. Uh, so let's maybe if we can stick with the example of the, the salesperson here for a second. Right. And I get it. I, I wouldn't want to be a salesperson. I think marketing is stressful enough, honestly. And I know there are different stresses in different places in an organization. But how could a salesperson that's really just calling and calling and because I know they want to fill their quota. Right. How can they turn that around and how can they um how can they they be more you know follow your model as opposed to just calling me to see to check in like seriously if you check in with me every four hours there's been no change (laughs) (laughs) yep i'm the same i was four hours ago nothing much around here has changed no you've got to when you when you do contact when you do call or email or or make any kind of touch in that sense there's got to be something of value for that uh person uh, Anthony Inarino, who's one of the greats when it comes to, to sales, um, he, uh, you know, he talks about having information that would be of such value to that person, whether they bought or not, but it's that value that earns you the promise of value uh, communicated properly that earns you the right to get in front of that person. So, um, yeah, yeah uh, you, what you said really hits it right on the head. If you're calling because you need now, now of course you are calling because you you do want to have that sale that that is what you're doing okay but you've got to be able to if you will temporarily suspend that self-interest okay you don't have to deny your self-interest you're a human being but temporarily suspend that self-interest and place your focus on the customer put yourself in his or her shoes ask yourself what what they may find of value or what they would why they would find this of value and you need to be able to present it to them in that way so that they see what's in it for them. And the, the channel matters too, right? I mean, don't, please don't call me. I mean, uh, <laughs> you can call me anytime, Bob, but uh, when people call me, it's just, I, I hate it. You know, unannounced phone calls, I don't have time for them. They're too linear for me. Well, if you know that 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 that's and and this is why it's so important to discover how your prospective customer or client wants to be contacted. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Um, see, I, I feel that way about texts. You know, I'm not good with te- I'll, I'll blame it on my age being 62 and a half and old school. But <laughs> texts, I just don't don't like. Uh, now, again, there's plenty of. 70 year olds who are good with text so that's not really it but it's just my my preferences 
texting me is the worst way to get with the email to me is the best way to, mm -hmm. to contact me because I just happen to be at the computer a lot. When I am, I'm right there. I'll get right back right away. So it, we all have our own doesn't again, everyone seeks happiness from the big things to the small things, just like, you know, whatever. So we need to find out how that person wants to be contacted. Now, if I'm the salesperson and you're my prospective customer or client, I'm going to not call you because I know you don't want to be called. I would find out how you want to be contacted. If you like to be texted, I would text you, even though I don't like texting because it's not about me. It's about you, right? You know, so it's that it's that very same thing. We are not our customer. So we our job is to find ways to make it very easy to do business with us. <laughs> it, it's it is interesting though because it is hard to step out of our own shoes right because at the end of the day we're oh. we're ourselves and right sure. that's we're that's human. why it's hard um, i want to read this quick review here from so five stars on amazon and uh, if you're watching on the live stream um bob's book you can buy directly at ctrap.online forward slash bob everything lowercase ships you right over <laughs> to Amazon, of course, and, and you can order it there. He has the, the Kindle version, paperback, and uh, everything is available. Um, first of all, this review, uh, it says, as a story, this little novel is fairly entertaining, and then they talk about how, um, how the storytelling is just fantastic. So I have a question for you about that, and I agree with that. I, I, you know, I looked at some of the pieces, and, it's, and you're telling a story. It's not just like, here's a bulleted list of um, advantages and disadvantages of, of doing this. Um, and then it goes on as a business advice and life advice. It hits a home run. Um, I have a feeling that the more jaded among us might see it as a threat to their worldview. And that kind of hit home with me, too, because I, I mean, I can see it. I can see you. And I even have people sometimes when I go and talk about a content marketing project and we have to offer value. People say, why? Why? We just need to get in our product in front of people. We just need to hammer them, send them emails, call them nonstop. Um, so uh, I, I hate to agree that this reviewer has a point. There is probably people who are saying, no, we, that, you know, we can't do that. I mean, do you, do you hear that? People say that a lot or no? Oh, you know, I mean, a, a relatively few, I guess, but sure, there are there are people like that. As far as the storytelling in the books, you know, book, you know, John David Mann, my co-author, is mm -hmm. really, you know, he's the guy I call the lead writer and the storyteller. He just does mm -hmm. such a brilliant job. I'm, you know, I'm kind of a how-to guy. I'm step one, step two, step three. Give me X's and O's, and you know, lock and tackle, and do the fundamental, you know, the the thing. But but John's a just a miraculous storyteller. So the the credit for the the story being so readable goes to him. Um, you know, do people have that? Uh, well, you know, again, it, it, people come from different worlds and they come from different ways of doing anything. And, you know, and let's just say this, that person who just hammers and hammers and hammers and hammers, can they get a sale? Sure they can. That's one way to do it. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. It's not a lot of fun and it's not particularly sustainable, not without repeating the process again and again and again. And are there people who have done that? Absolutely. But you know what? It's a very difficult way to make a living. It's not particularly fulfilling. It tends to not be that profitable for, for most people to do it that way. And when you think about it, why? Because it goes against human nature. That mm -hmm. person's not buying because you need the sale so much you're hammering them. You know? And, and so it's, I mean, it's logical when you think about it. Selling is an emotional uh, 
issue. Okay, people, we know we know we buy emotionally. We back it up with logic. Uh, sellers who can tap into the emotional reasons for a person, as well as giving them logic to back that, perfect. But but human nature is human nature. Most people don't want to be hammered, and most yeah. people, when they feel they're being hammered, are going to reject that person. So again, can you do it that way? Sure. Why anybody would would choose to do business that way when it's so much less effective? less fulfilling and less fun and less profitable. I don't know. But, you know, again, it's a big world. There's people who do things certain ways. I, I think more and more people are really getting it, you know, that, that, that the way to sell is to make it so that your customer wants to buy because there's reasons for them to, to do so. So, you know, but there's always going to be people, you know, who are, who are going to kind of resist that. And that's just, you know, kind of how the world is. <laughs> that, that is a true statement. Of course, hammering, <laughs> hammering people, that's not sustainable on both sides, right? Because uh, nobody's going to pay attention. And, and it's also exactly. it's a lot more draining. Uh, you know, oh. th this other review, I just want to read this quickly here, too. Of course, another five stars. The concept explained in this book should be mandatory reading in all the schools in the country. Um, they apply to business, but also uh, in our personal life. So, um, certainly um, an eye-opener and uh, a hopeful discussion, Bob. I hope people will take it to heart. Um, the book, it's available, ctrap.online forward slash Bob, B-O-B, common spelling. And um, if you're listening on the podcast version of this, we're doing more and more live streams. Bob was uh, happy to participate, I think, or at least willing yeah, to participate. Absolutely, yeah. Happy to have you on the show. What's anything coming up in the future that's uh, that's worth sharing, or what's uh, what's the next big project? No, well, we have a we just recently released um, a an online uh, video course called okay. Endless Referrals: The Go Giver Way. Fantastic! And how do people get to that? Do you know? uh, they can really go to burg.com, B-U-R-G.com, and and they'll see that uh, they'll see that there. Fantastic. Bob, I really appreciate you uh, making the time and sharing these insights. And I hope everyone uh, will take these insights and, and move forward um, being a, a, you know, giving. Thank you so much. Hey, I so appreciate you uh, having me on. It's, it's been a lot of fun. You bet. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.